Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017, leading them to be ranked seventh on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions. All right, all right, is everyone here? Ants. Yes, sir. Roaches. Yeah, what of it? Rodents. Let's get this cheese. All right. Come on, everyone. Settle down. Settle down, please. Look, we all know why we're here. We'll be eating like queens when we're through with this. That pantry's finally ours. Nobody can stop us now. Charge! No. No, there's no way. It can't be. Old Colony Pest Control, veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. having the opportunity to have a better life for themselves or for their children, if they have the chance to scale a wall, to swim across a river, they're gonna take it. And the sad thing is, most Americans don't know what freedom really is. We will move forward to pass comprehensive immigration reform and a path towards citizenship. They are laying waste to the very American Republic that has been the greatest country in the history of the world. I did agree with some of the things that Donald Trump did, right, because I do believe that there should be a vetting process. Is that unreasonable to ask? Make sure you don't, you're not affiliated with any gangs. 
Why would we want you here? Get out. The majority of the crimes that I prosecute as the chief law enforcement officer in Suffolk County are citizens of this country. We grow enough here, we don't need to import more. If I could deport them, I would. USA! 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 Life hard is so hard in Haiti or in the country that they have before, they'll take the risk of getting caught. If you have five, ten thousand dollars to pay a coyote to bring you illegally across the border, pay to apply and come here legally. She always said that, like, my situation is different, that I don't have the same opportunities as everyone else. I'm not going to tell you about their life wall. I'm not going to tell you about how they got here. I'm not going to tell you about the journey they're experiencing. No, that doesn't matter. Them, they. Sooner or later, I started to get brought into, like, meetings with lawyers. On day one, we end a border policy which allows federal agents to snatch babies from the arms of their mothers. That's when I realized, like, I'm an outcast. Where is my protection? Where is my family's protection? I need to know who you are because if I sneak into Mexico and I commit a crime, there's no documentation of me being in Mexico. We come from, you know, maybe different backgrounds where we share similar experiences. I am you. you. I, I am you. you. In the end, we remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Hi, my name is Jennifer. I'm your neighbor from just down the street. I also ride a motorcycle, so please check twice. Save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. For more information on sharing the road, visit mass.gov RMV. This is Vianna Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. You must be crazy to pull your gun on me. You're gonna be the nine toe having this limp in this dip in Harlem. You don't stop with me. Now put the razor away. Well, go ahead. Shoot, here it is. There it is. Shoot, quick, go ahead. Take your best shot. You dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. 
It's your boy since the one broadcasting live from the city of champions you are watching the booth make sure to click and smash that subscribe button if you're watching on youtube if you're watching on spotify also smash that subscribe button get notifications when the show is beginning and make sure to subscribe to the show and get all the updates as needed and uh much love to everybody out there who's watching the show if you're out there in india if you're out there in virginia if you're out there in detroit if you're out there in ireland if you're out there in africa watching this show i gotta give you guys props and say hello welcome to the show because i see you guys on my analytics right down right down to the phones and whatever you're using to watch this show worldwide what's up george bain i see you in the chat Dave Haggerty, what's going on? James Tuffy, what's going on, Tuffy? Uh, Diana Conway, what's going on? Riley Kelly, what's going on? Big show tonight, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let me get into my sponsors real quick. First of all, can't do a show with a piece of gum in your mouth. The last thing we need is to have myself sinister one choking to death on a live podcast because I didn't take the gum out of my mouth before we went live. That would suck. Uh, before I get into my sponsors, I got to mention thank you to Josh McDaniels last week. Josh McDaniels, CEO of Double Back Winery with quarterback Drew Bledsoe for coming on the show here last week. Also, I got to thank my special guest host, Crystal Tyson, for joining me on the show. And let's get into my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you need your controller fixed, send it out. 24, 48 hours. He also does custom controllers. He can get you back to gaming and uh, handle it. Viana Marie, music everywhere, streaming online everywhere. Got to thank everybody for coming out to her show at the Jungle on Sunday night. Also got to make sure for everybody coming out to the cook-off, which happened on Saturday night, the Stradonair event put on by Brandon Grimes and Viana Marie and his team. And it was hosted by DJ, um, <laughs> drunk DJ Tim. What's up, Tim O'Connor? He was out there. Good time, but had by all. Kicking an old school event. So thanks to everybody who showed up for that. Um, and make sure to check out their music everywhere online. Also, Tactical Target Systems. If you want to go to the range and have the best looking zombie targets out there, this is the guy you want to order from, Don Robinson. Let them know since the one sent you. Get your zombie targets. Full size, they, they're, the, they're the talk of the range when you bring them to the range. Uh, also, Felicia Damon, what's up? She was the last one of the shirt. I got to pick a shirt. So if you're in the chat, 
Make sure to drop and say something in the chat. I might pick you to win a shirt, courtesy of ILoveBostonSports.com. Carl Pinnell, veteran-owned, residential and commercial, Old Colony Pest Control, 774-400-5993. Old Colony Pest Control, licensed and insured. So check him out if you've got any pests that you got to get rid of. Also, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in the show, supporting us. What's going on? George Bain, I see you. Um, all you guys, if you're going to talk, say something, you get a chance to win a shirt. And... Um, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to talk about. Brockton Cable Access. Got to thank everybody from Brockton Cable Access for tuning in and watching the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you much for you guys for supporting the show. Also, also, let's see here. What do we got here we're going to get into? Hmm. Hmm. Trying to see what we're going to get into in the news booth first. Is it Because I got, I got a couple of things that I'm going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we got some Brockton stuff that I'm about to get into. So let's start off the news booth with this story, the Brockton News. 148-year-old tradition is about to end in Brockton, which is the Brockton Fair. is coming to pretty much an end. Uh, Chris Carney has announced that there's a good chance that the Brockton Fair is done. It won't be coming back. It's been a staple in Brockton for 148 years. And, you know, there was originally rumors about a casino that was coming, and it never happened, it never planned to be. But, you know, I, Sinister One, you know, I keep my ears to the grind, and, you know, I listen to rumors, I watch and see what things are going on. And what I'm about to say here is strictly my opinion. This is my opinion on what I think is coming based on the rumors rumors that i've heard from a couple of a couple of good sources um but it's not it's a rumor and it's for me um this is my opinion from also from what i've seen in the last three years that's been going on at the fairgrounds but i can tell you right now if the rumors are true and if what my thought is is true as to what is coming to the Brockton Fairgrounds, Chris Carney and his family will need to be applauded heavily. Heavily. Because if what is rumored is about to come, it's a win-win for the city of Brockton. It's going to bring jobs. Tons of jobs. Tons! Tons and tons of jobs. I know everybody says the city needs to build stuff for the kids. There's plenty of stuff for kids to do. But we do need jobs that will fit people of all ages. This will bring jobs for people of all ages. So, for me, um, I've been hearing this rumor from some sources for about three years now. About three years ago, Amazon started parking trucks at the Brockton Fairgrounds. And I did catch a little flack because I had brought it up and mentioned some things about it. And I know that the Connie family themselves or someone wasn't happy with me talking about the Amazon trucks being there. The thing is, is that this area, this location is probably one of the most strategic locations for Amazon in Massachusetts. Brockton is located smack dab between 495 and in 95, 
The Brockton Fairgrounds is located on 123, which is a direct shot to 24, which takes you right to 495 and 95. Now, for the last three years, Connie has been leasing this property out to Amazon, allowing Amazon to use this property as a transfer station for trucks during the holiday season. Now, my suspicions propped up when during COVID, the 4-H State House burned down. Now, when the 4-H State House burned down, what stuck out to me was the fact that the very next day, the very next day after the 4-H State House burned down, it was gone. It was demolished. It was raised. It was removed from the fairground property. So one of the things that stuck out to me was, was that, man, the 4-H State House really was the only last thing that connects the Carney family to that agricultural status that they have for that property. That was it. That was the last thing. The grandstands don't have anything to do with that. It's just a structure. Um, the stables are just structures. That 4-H State House was something that still had them connected to that agricultural status. Um, if he was to decide that he wanted to finally dump that and sell that property. Now, with Amazon being here for three years, the rumors that I'm hearing is that Amazon wants this piece of property in a bad way. Amazon wants it. They've already, and the word is they've already started tearing down the grandstands. Now, as you see in this picture here, this is the picture of the Brockton Fairgrounds. This parcel of land would definitely, 100% would support an Amazon facility, whether it be a shipping facility or even just a transfer station. Either way, if this ends up that this rumor is true, the Connie family should be applauded like no tomorrow because Amazon bringing a facility to Brockton would bring jobs and not just jobs from just the facility itself. The construction job itself is going to be huge in its entirety. It's going to bring whatever time it takes to build the facility is going to bring revenue to the city of that, that, that whole area will receive a huge shot to the arm as far as business goes during the construction of an Amazon facility. Um, once it's built, once it's built, it's going to bring jobs, a ton of jobs that can keep Brockton residents who live in Brockton local, working local. And if you don't fill those positions with Brockton local people, you're going to pull people from out of town, which means it's going to boost your commuter rail. That bat bus route is going to be picked up because you'll have people coming here from other places to work at an Amazon facility, if this is true. And, and taxes. The one big thing that everybody complains about in this city of Brockton are taxes, paying the taxes for your homes. If Amazon comes in, it's going to feed the Brockton city tax base, which means our taxes should almost drop a little bit. We should almost see a little bit of a drop and we get a little taste of what they got up in Raynham from, you know, the, the, the mile up there. Um, but again, again, this is a rumor. This is just something of my, uh, 
opinion from what I've seen in the last three years. But I think, in my opinion, I think the Kanye family has been in negotiations for the last... I'm going to say they've been in negotiations for the last two years. The, the first year the fair was canceled was definitely because of COVID. It was definitely because of COVID, in my opinion. That's my opinion. I think that second year after Amazon took up that piece of property as a transfer station during the holidays, I think that's when that kind of those kind of discussions kind of began. And here we are now, we're into the third year, and the fair is canceled, and a lot of people are like wondering why. Well, in my opinion, it's there's no more COVID. I think the reason why the fair is ended and not coming back this third year round is because I think, in my opinion, in my opinion, that negotiations with Amazon is underway. And if so, my fingers are crossed. My fingers are crossed tightly, tightly, that negotiations are underway. Because if Amazon is coming here, it brings jobs. It brings tax money, revenue. It brings business here. So people... If you're watching this show, share it, like it, let people know that this is this is just a rumor. This is just a rumor, and this is built also on my opinion of what I've seen going on there in the last three years. But if this is what's going down, we need to back it. We need to applaud it. Because I know lots of times we get the NIMBYs, and the NIMBYs don't want stuff in certain areas. But guess what? The NIMBYs, you got to back off. If Amazon is coming here, if the rumors are true, if the rumors are true and if Amazon is coming here to build a facility, we need it. We need it. So, Chris Connie, if you watch this show, if you hear this show, if somebody's talking about this show, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, my fingers are crossed, Chris Connie. My fingers are crossed. I'm praying, praying that Amazon is coming here full time to the city of Brockton. So please, 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 I hope that is true. I hope it's I hope that's what's coming here. Um I know people were saying try to the city needs to take it and put something for the kids. No, it don't. No. Amazon is the best thing for the city of Brockton coming here. Traffic wise, everything, everything. It makes sense, bro. It makes sense. You're right there on 123, straight shot to 24. You're smack dab right between 495 and 95. It's a it's a no brainer. So if the rumor is is if that rumor is true, my fingers are crossed. My fingers are crossed for an Amazon facility to be going there. So we'll see, we'll see. Like I said, based on my opinion of what I've seen there for the last three years in the holidays, with them already taking property over for their trucks, I am I am ecstatic. George DJ George Bain, what's up? Hosting on Twitch? Are you DJing right now on Twitch? DJ George. Let me know. Let me know. Oh, big, big shout out to uh, DJ Bobby Steeles for hosting the event on Sunday night that Viana Marie performed at. Um, Dan Scott. What's going on, Dan Scott? I see you in the chat. Um, but yeah, if that's what's coming to Brockton, phew, I, my fingers are crossed if the rumors are true. And I've been hearing this for a, a while. I've been hearing it for a good year or two. So I'm hoping, praying. Praying that it's true. Uh, Brockton Daycare, Well of Ho Love, has uh, closed indefinitely amid allegations of abuse and neglect. 
and the reason why I'm sharing this story is because this location is the location where Brockton used to host a gun shop. And I found it weird that the Brockton gun shop was now being taken over by a daycare facility. And this was this opened up around the same time after the Connecticut shooting. So I thought it was kind of it was just kind of eerie, you know. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that this owner uh, is now under allegations of abuse and neglect. Um, supposedly there's some story that she snatched the kid up by his arm and yanked his arm almost out of the socket and um, she gave a child cough syrup and forced them to drink and squeeze their cheeks together. And this is coming from former employees and employees, I guess, of the of this, you know, facility. So they're closed indefinitely. Um, so we will see what happens there. Uh, police arrest a protester outside of Mayor Wu's home. And these protesters were the first, well, this protester was the first to be arrested under the new law. You guys remember under COVID, um, they went up to the governor's house and they went up there outside his house and, you know, they had to put a law into place, uh, to keep these people from politicians' houses. So this person was the first person who rested outside of Mayor Wu's home under the new law. So pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Also, oh, thank you, George. George Bain hosted my show via Twitch. Um, a group of girls from ages 12 to 15, they assaulted and beat a woman in downtown crossing over her hairstyle. She was a white woman. She had braids. And these black girls beat her up because they felt that she shouldn't have braids. First of all, anybody can have braids. Anybody can have braids. And I get it. This this whole thing about cultural appropriation is a slippery slope. Y'all need to stop. Your parents taught you wrong. You can't beat somebody up because they have braids. When Bo Derek made braids great for white women in the movie 10. When you go to Jamaica, one of the things they do in Jamaica is they get your hair braided. You get your hair braided. If you own a black salon and a white girl comes in your salon and wants her hair braided, you're going to braid her hair and take that money and make that business. This this whole thing that we got going on about cultural appropriation. So so for me, for me, these young girls beating up this white girl for braids is the equivalent of black guys beating up Eminem because he's a rapper. That's that's how stupid Beating someone up and claiming cultural appropriation is. You see what I'm saying? See how stupid that is? They beat her up because she was a white woman wearing braids. Anybody can put braids in their hair. To me, that's an honor that she wants to wear braids. She's 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 repping our community. She's repping our style. This y'all, if the if if they're not mocking the black community, it shouldn't be a problem. Eminem is one of the top five rappers out there, and he's white. Top five rappers of all time, Eminem. Lyrically, one of the best. So that, like I said, this stupid-ass group of girls who beat this girl up for braids, it's the equivalent of someone beating up Eminem, saying he culturally appropriated rap, and he needs to be beat up. That stupidness. And like I said, these girls range from 12 to 15 years old, I blame it on the parents. The parents. Because pretty sure that's where they learn this crap from in the home. Dead on. And that's it. 
Last week, <laughs> last week I unveiled a story in a segment. The new segment on the booth is called You're Going to Hell Booth. This is going to be a story that I will feature that will make you laugh. In other words, if you laugh at this story, <laughs> you're going to hell. So last week, Crystal Tyson and I myself was on, and the story was about uh, in Michigan. There were some kindergartners who got drunk because one of the kindergartners brought tequila, Jose Cuevo, to school, and they drank <laughs> the tequila, and the report said that the kids were dizzy, woozy. Um, I guess some of the kids didn't want to get up after nap time. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm laughing right now. So when you hear this story, if you laugh at this story, you're going straight to hell. Straight to hell if you laugh at the story. So let me get the story up here. Boston police, well, MBTA police and Boston police are searching for a man who got on the train at Ashmont Station Red line. He took off his pants and underwear and committed a lewd act, a.k.a. masturbating. <laughs> Once again, if you laugh at this story, you're going straight to hell. But once again, MBTA police and Boston police are looking for your help. Looking for your help. So if you saw this man on the train... From Ashmont Station, <laughs> masturbating, they want you to identify this man. Now, I have I have exclusive footage of the first person who was interviewed by the MBTA Police Department for this man who was committing the lewd act on the MBTA train. This is exclusive footage of the person... The witness, the eyewitness of the man who took his pants off and masturbated on the train. Once again, if you laugh at this story, if you laugh at this exclusive look, you're going to hell. Here it is on the booth. Now, Mr. Carter, I know this is completely unorthodox, but I think this is the only way to find that boy. Now, that penis oh. had a mole on it. I'd recognize that penis anywhere. In spite of the juvenile snickers of some, this is a serious matter. That, that seducer and despoiler must be stopped. He's extremely dangerous. And, Mr. Carter, I'm certain that everyone in this room knows who that is. He's a contemptible little pervert who's... A spellbreaker. Well, I'm sorry. But I've got him now, and I'm not going to let him slip through my fingers again. <laughs> now, all I ask is that you give me five boys for a few minutes. The coaches can be present. Tom Turner and any four boys you see fit to choose. And we... And we... And put a stop to this menace. And it is a menace. Well, 
What are you going to do about it? Five young boys in the nude. A police lineup so that you can identify his tallywhacker. Uh, please, please, can we call it a tallywhacker? Penis is so personal. Oh, oh. Penis is so personal. You can put hoods over their heads what? to avoid embarrassment. <laughs> now listen, we have got to do it as distasteful as it is. I know it's him. That tallywhack had a mole on it. And that mole is the key to it. Miss Balbrecher, do you realize the difficulty of your request? Now, I would be very happy to, uh, to apprehend the young man myself. But can you imagine what the Board of Education would say if you were granted a lineup in order to examine their private pa 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 their private parts for an incriminating mole? Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter. I think I have a way out of this. We uh, call the police and we have them send over one of their sketch artists. <laughs> and Miss Ballbrecker can give a description. <laughs> we can put up wanted posters all over school. <laughs> Have you seen this prank? <laughs> Report immediately to be with the ball breaker. <laughs> Do not attempt to apprehend this prank as it is armed and dangerous. <laughs> That was exclusive footage of the first eyewitness of the man on the red line train who took his clothes off and began masturbating. <laughs> and remember, people, <laughs> you're going to hell if you laughed at this story. <laughs> going straight to hell. Ah, oh, man. Moving on in the news booth. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, man, he bought Twitter for $44 billion. Now, he, it went down just like we reported, like we said on this show. Um, he borrowed money, got loans from other companies. Uh, Morgan Stanley put up the biggest amount. Morgan Stanley put up the biggest amount of the loans to re that he received, and he is now the owner of Twitter. The funny thing is, is that all of a sudden, 
you have all these people. <laughs> oh man. All of a sudden you have all these people. You know, you know which people I'm talking about. You you know which people I'm talking about. You know, the same people who have medical degrees about COVID. <laughs> you know, the same people that have law degrees about how arrest should be done properly <laughs> during the George Floyd trial. Um, you know those people. <laughs> those people. Um, this, these same people who think that now that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, they're out there claiming democracy and their freedom of speech is back. Now, I'm going to be the first to say Twitter has its issues. They have bots that regulate stuff crazy, unfairly. Um, and those are bots. And bots aren't perfect right now. They're not. On all social media, bots are, are horrible. It's something that really still needs to be perfected. Um, but the site also runs a certain way. And, you know, they, they're, they've they been caught. They've been proven to, you know, give people... George Bain says, Trumpets are happy. Trump Americans are happy. Here's the funny thing. Here's the most stupidest, funniest thing about these... <laughs> This group of people. All of a sudden, all these freedom of speech people are out there and they're like, Trump is back. <laughs> First of all, let's get into this whole thing right now about freedom of speech. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on on this for next week because my legal guys are gonna be on here and we've broken this down a thousand times. You do have freedom of speech, but there's one thing that freedom of speech does not protect you from. And that is hate speech. And hate speech involves anything that has to do with the nine protected characteristics under the federal government. Meaning age, gender, disability, marriage, gender association, race, creed. And I believe I got all nine. So the problem here is that you have a lot of these nitwits who think they're going to go on Twitter now and be able to say whatever bloody ever they want to say. I can't wait until the first person goes on Twitter under Elon Musk and puts up some stupid N-bomb homophobic <laughs> tirade and their s their stuff is taken down and then musk will be the bad guy because <laughs> because these some of these people they don't get it they're like my freedom of speech is back no you're not and, and, and you're not gonna be able to go on Twitter and speak your free mind look they already tried that when Trump got out of office he tried to start his own social media site it crashed it's gone there was another social media app that came out and was promoting freedom of speech. And guess what happened? They lost all their sponsorship. And then every site that carried the app from iTunes to whatever, Google play or whatever, they all dumped the app 
and the app went by the wayside, especially once they found out that people were planning stuff for the insurrection through that app in DMs. Gone. So all you <laughs> nitwits who think you're going to go on Twitter and claim all this hate speech and, and try to hide under freedom of speech, it ain't working. And I'm going to be talking about it with my legal guys next week. Y'all are, are mad stupid. And here's where some of y'all even sound even more, even, even stupider. The next thing you all are saying is Trump's coming back. Trump's coming back to Twitter. No, he's not. No, he's not. Sit down. Sit down. Trump is not coming back to Twitter. He's not. Y'all are mad hopeful for things that you think is going to happen. And you, dr you drive me crazy. Jesus. God. Tap dancing Christ. You drive me crazy. Stop doing that. Stop. Stop doing that. All you Trump Americans, stop. Because here's the deal. Trump already came out and said after Elon Musk bought Twitter, not even 24 hours later, Trump released a statement and he said he is not returning to Twitter if his account is reinstated. Why? Because Elon Musk and Donald Trump, President Trump, have egos the size of the planet Jupiter. They, they both have humongous, gigantic egos and trump is already pissed at the fact that elon musk bought twitter because that shows he's got more money than trump which is why trump ain't going to twitter so for all you trump americans the skip clays the nova magnuses all you guys out there the mike varners y'all have no idea what you're talking about I had somebody, Mike Varner, came on my page today and says, oh, I told you, brother, he's liquid. No, he's not liquid. He got loans. He got loans from Morgan Stanley. He got loans from all these other companies to help him buy Twitter because he didn't have enough liquid assets to do so. So he borrowed against his regular assets to make the sale go through. Unbelievable. I can't wait to talk about this next week. In the legal booth, Mark Meadows, woo, 2,319 text messages was released to CNN. These text messages involved the so-called Republican inner circle close to Trump who were involved with what went on on January 6th. And a lot of this stuff that's coming out, I'm saving this discussion. It's scary stuff. Um, some of the things that Mark Meadows was getting, I'm just going to pull this up before, because like I said, I'm going to have my guys on next week. Um, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the big nutcase. Um, she actually t sent a, a text message to Mark Meadows telling him to tell President Trump to calm these people down because they had an active shooter possibly in in on the floor. So she was just as scared during this moment, yet she's out here still sticking and backing with Trump and, and still talking about we're going to place people here because the election was stolen. And this, these text messages are damning. Damning. And we are going to get into it. We are going to talk about it next week when my guys 
are on the show. Let's get into the entertainment booth. And the show's flying along, 7.30. 7.30, we flying along. Entertainment booth. Uh, Canton's Bill Burr makes history. My brother, Kevin, actually worked with Bill Burr at Twitter in Canton back in the day. Back in the day, before he became this big, huge, amazing stand-up comedian who will now host the first comedian event at Fenway Park. I'm I'm going to make sure I get my tickets to see Bill Burr. Bill Burr puts on some of the funniest stand-up... Co- oh, man. His, his show from Philadelphia that was released as a CD years ago is friggin' phenomenal. His podcast, Monday Morning Podcast, if you don't check it out, Bill Burr from Boston, he's one of the best Boston comedians out there, hands down. Hands down. He's, he's I hate to say this, and, I, and I, you know, I like Jay Leno. I like all the guys, Sweeney, all them guys that came up through the ranks, but Bill Burr. He has my heart when it comes to talking about Boston comedians. Um, Kevin Hart could have been a Boston comedian, but he left and moved to Philadelphia. And he he preaches all about Philadelphia, even though he originally was in Brockton. So, um, but whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. But that's that's it. That's all we can say. Um, but I can't wait. Fenway Park. He's going to be the first. And let's see, in the entertainment booth, our next segment is a new segment just for tonight. Here we go. It's time for the booth Jeopardy. And you know what the next few topics are right now in the booth Jeopardy? (laughs) Sinister One. I'll take toxic women <laughs> for 200 Sinister One. Now, if you're in the chat, if you're in the chat and if you think you know some of the answers to this question, your answer has to be in the form of a question like it is on Jeopardy. Toxic women for 200. <laughs> Here's the first toxic woman. I pooped the bed and stab my man in his fi- in, in, and cut off one of his fingers. If anybody knows who this toxic woman is, put it in the chat right now. Toxic women for 200. <laughs> put it in there. Maybe I'll give you a shirt. Toxic women for 200. If you guys don't know, that would be Amber Heard. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, defamation testimony, is getting ready to wind down. Uh, Johnny Depp is being considered a domestic violence victim. Um, there are a lot of people out there who they don't believe it. They think that both these actors are acting while they're up there. Um, I know Howard Stern has been ripping Johnny Depp apart. The problem here is is that toxicity in women does exist. Men are abused. And um, today's damning evidence, Amber Heard was on a recording and she was telling Johnny Depp that when this gets to court, nobody's going to believe him because nobody in the world believes that men get abused. And she said, you're white, you got power and this and that. So that's what Amber Heard did. So here we go. Next one. Toxic women for 400. 
<laughs> if you can get that answer, <laughs> Toxic Women for 400. Remember, it has to be in the form of a question. I choked my man with my iPhone cord, and then I put a gun to his head and told him it was just a joke. Because I'm gangster like that. Gangster. <laughs> Y'all know who that is? <laughs> Toxic woman for 400. <laughs> Viana Marie gets it right. She said, who is Black China? <laughs> oh, right. Viana Marie gets it. Toxic woman number two. Black China, who was dating Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian, today we find out, Rob Kardashian was actually warned about her from his from Kylie Jenner, his sister-in-law, well, sister, whatever. <laughs> she, she, she dates Tyga. And she had heard from Tyga, he has a, I guess, like a, like a six-inch scar on his arm because he had got into it with Black China, who's his baby's mama. And I guess she tried to stab him up. And he got defensive wounds from where she, she sliced him. So she, Kylie was like, look, you don't want to mess with this chick. She's bad news. But Rob Kardashian, for some reason, he thought he could take the ghetto out the gangster. <laughs> he failed. <laughs> he failed. Okay. So let's get back. And we'll stay in the same column here on the Booth Jeopardy. I'm going to take Toxic Women <laughs> for 200 again. My man just left me all alone and went to India to get his spiritual healing. While his punk ass is away, there better be no constables coming up on my steps with divorce papers or else it's on like Tupac. Which toxic woman is this? <laughs> the Booth Jeopardy toxic women for 400 is going to be Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith is in India <laughs> getting some spiritual healing after slapping the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth at the Oscars almost a month ago. I can't believe we're still talking about this stupid ass <laughs> incident. <laughs> Let it rest. <laughs> Let it rest. <laughs> But yeah, we're we're still talking about it, um, and you know he's he's gonna apologize hopefully eventually to Chris Rock. But Will Smith, man, if you're watching this podcast, I you're probably not. But if for some reason you are watching it, I hope you do have a constable going to Jada to serve her with divorce papers because you need to get away. <laughs> you you need to get away because it was is much better out there that will appreciate that. So toxic women <laughs> here on the booth, booth jeopardy. Oh man. Good stuff though. Uh, cancel culture, cancel. Cul Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm going to tell you why some of y'all cancel culture freaks 
was on YouTube or something, ended up getting on the Saturday Night Live website or wherever you got it from on YouTube, and all of a sudden y'all pulled up a 1972 video of legendary comedian Steve Martin doing his famous, and it, was, it ended up becoming a hit song. This sketch on Saturday Night Live, this song was a hit. And this was the Steven, Steve Martin's King Tut. Now, I, I, I should have pulled the video, but but um, I didn't even think of it. I should have pulled the video. Maybe I'll, I'll use that and put it as an intro one time. But Steve Martin did this classic incident on... on he, he did... King Tut was a song. You know, he's my favorite honky, King Tut. So now you got this group of people. Oh, here's, here's a little piece of trivia for you guys. The night that Steve Martin performed King Tut on Saturday Night Live was also another debut of what some would call cultural appropriation. Was the debut of John Belushi's and Dan Aykroyd's Blues Brothers. Look it up. That was the debut of the Blues Brothers on that episode of Saturday Night Live. So not only did you have this classic moment of Steve Martin doing King Tut, the Blues Brothers debuted. That's a classic, classic episode. And, and let's remember, people, y'all trying to cancel culture on this on 1972? Y'all know Coke was... <laughs> Comedy back then in the 70s? Oh, man. You you might you might have to cancel every god daggone comedian from the seventies, Boro. If you if you're trying to cancel people for comedy that offends you, you gonna cancel everybody from the seventies. George Collin, oh look, Richard Pryor, look, don't f with the seventies when you're talking comedy, bro. So all you millennials out there who's trying to cancel Steve Martin and King Tut's performance on Saturday Night Live, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Find something else to try to cancel that's worthy. Y'all, y'all, see, this just goes to show you that cancel culture is losing its its strength, its teeth. Because now y'all just trying to find shit. <laughs> y'all really just trying to find whatever. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, man. Megan Thee Stallion was on Gail King's show this week, CBS Morning. And, you know, for me, she told the story of what happened between her and Tory Lanez on that infamous night. And you guys saw the little trailer before the show came on, my little skit created by Sinister One Productions. My problem here was is that I like Megan Thee Stallion. And I think, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like her crying and her being upset was forced. I feel like it was forced because from what I have seen from Megan the Stallion from a from a from from not her videos, not her videos. From what I've seen from Megan the Stallion who lost her parents, from what I've seen Megan the Stallion do as a professional career person with the businesses that she's bought and all this stuff, I don't think Megan Thee Stallion needed to cry during this interview. I think Megan Thee Stallion should have shown that she was a strong black woman and she wasn't putting up, she's not putting up with this, this crap that's going down. 
And I think I I think her crying looked forced to me. And I might be wrong. Maybe it was an emotional moment for her. Um, but she um, talks about the whole shooting and what happened and how Tory Lanez told her to dance. The funny thing, the funny thing was during the interview, she said he was standing up and pointing the gun out the window. So Tory Lanez must be a short, short man, cause she said he was standing up and shot out the window of the truck. <laughs> he must be like little, little. <laughs> but anyway, um, Megan Thee Stallion talked about this whole thing, and then Gail King asked her why she lied to the cops. And said she, you know, stepped on glass. And she said because she was worried that the cops would have killed them. She said even though in that moment she was mad and upset, um, she was worried that, you know, those cops that came there, you know, would have, would have... And you have to remember, this was during COVID. This was also during the George Floyd thing. You know, there was a lot of black people who were scared of cops at that time. So, you know, she has a right to feel that way. Um, there's also text messages going to Megan's security which wasn't around at the time of the sh shooting. So they, my business, they should be fired, whatever. But um, I guess her friend that she was with that night had texted the security and said that Tory had shot her. They need to come quick. Um, again, Tory Lanes. Uh, this, this hasn't gotten to court yet, but it's an accidental shooting. It definitely is an accidental shooting. He didn't mean to shoot her, but he's going to have to pay. He may not see no jail time, but he, he's definitely going to have to pay. Uh, for those who are watching this show, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, donned the Patriots uniforms yet again. For a movie that Tom is producing called 80 to Brady with Sally Field. Uh, it's, it's like an all-star cast. It's like an all-star cast, and it's a road trip movie about a group of people who are going to see the Patriots play in Super Bowl LI 50 um, in Houston, Texas. So um, this movie will feature a cameo, a scene with Gronkowski, Brady, and Edelman. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Tom Brady is producing. Also in Tom Brady news, he also released The Last Man in the Arena. I'm going to have to check that out and see. And we'll go from there. Rust Armourer says she just effed up her whole career. <laughs> you sure did. Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who is the daughter of Thel Reed, proves that nepotism always fails. And the reason being, nepotism. Uh, her dad is Thel Reed. Thel Reed, he was an armorer for Gunsmoke, um, Tombstone. Um, what was the other one there? The Quick and the Dead. He did a lot of westerns, a lot of westerns. He did a couple other movies where he was the guy that was hired on set to make sure that, you know the handguns were all safe and need to be. Well, she she got the job. This was only like her second movie, and she got the job on her dad's name. She knew nothing. Uh, the movie that she was working on prior to this was a Nicolas Cage film, and Nicolas Cage had her thrown off the set because. Uh, she was having an issue with a gun and she put the gun on the ground where there was pebbles and dust and handed the gun to Nicholas Nicholas Cage. You don't know what you're doing, girl. You you might have had a pebble or a stone go inside that firearm. And if I fire that firearm and it and it miss it, it mischarges or discharges wrong, and this is this is what happened on Rust. This is what exactly happened on the set of Rust. Um She didn't know what she was doing. And she knew she messed up the career. So um, if you go out there, you can check out. It's the police cam video 
of her getting in, getting put in the car and being questioned, um, she knew she messed up. She did. You know, she up. <laughs> oh man! Also, no, another you know, one. Don't tell me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Urza Miller, the Flash. He was in Justice League, and he was gonna be—he's in the Flash. But this may be the last effing thing that you guys see Urza Miller in because Urza Miller has been on a rampage. This man was arrested three times, twice in one week. Um, he assaulted a woman during a karaoke event, and then just last week he ran up into some event and threw a chair and hit a girl in the head. She had to have stitches and all that stuff. Craziness. Urza Miller probably kissed his career goodbye. I'm going to assume this. Um, so when Flash comes out, I don't even know if the Flash is going to make it out there now. If this dude gets arrested one more time, DC's got a serious problem. Serious problem. How do you how do you put a movie out with a guy who's assaulted three women now? DC's got a serious problem on their hands. So we, we got to figure this one out. We got to figure it out. So in the sports booth, Celtics sweep the Nets last night. Sweep them. Imi Wodaka says... The no-fear Celtics are here. So the Celtics in this next slot, they're going to either take on the Bucks or the or the Bulls. It looks like it might be the Bucks. That's going to be a good-ass, that's a tough series. I'm not even going to call that. That's probably going to go seven or six games. But last night, the Celtics won the game. Jason Tatum got called for this BS foul. Oh, had me sitting, look, I was... My butt was probably, I probably had one inch of couch, and my butt, Sinister One's butt, was probably balanced. I was probably, I was, look, that last two minutes of the game, my my butt was on one inch of couch. <laughs> I'm not lying, bro. When, when, when Jason Tatum fouled out, you knew it was going to be a problem. And the NBA refs do it again. And then I was so glad that Charles Barkley called it out and said it was one of the worst officiated games that he's ever seen. It was. It was the worst. The worst. So we need to get this together. Because you, you can't have Jason Tatum foul out with, with less than two minutes to go on some ticky-tack foul. Horrible. Horrible. And thank God Kevin Durant bricked those two last two shots. Because Kevin Durant, he put up a three... For his last shot, but the two shots before that, he bricked them. And he missed a free throw. So thank God for that. The refs almost kept the Nets in the game. Uh, Patriots traded two picks. What's going on, Travis Projecton? Oscar Mike Radio, Thursday nights, episode 288, I believe we're coming up on. Also on Brockton Cable Access Show. And now on Abington Cable Access Show. Thank you, Kevin Tachi, um, for that. But Patriots trade two picks with the Tex. Well, they trade one pick to the Texans for the upcoming draft. Uh, the Patriots traded away their fifth round pick, and they picked up a six and seven. So Bill Belichick is already in in in, in normal form. He's stockpiling picks already. And as you know, Debo Samuel wants a trade out of San Fran. Um, the Patriots are in the running. They did submit their trade. Nobody knows what the, what the trade is. Nobody has said anything yet. Um, but I tell you right now, Mac Jones to Debo Samuel sounds effing good to me. 
effing good to me. Put it on it. Uh, getting into the Biden bombshells. We got two minutes left of the show. In the Biden bombshells, Joe Biden suspected Kamala Harris' team of sabotaging her rivals when he was doing the VP search, which means that that tension that we all saw and felt when she was announced and they brought her in and there were some things going on behind the scenes and you felt that tension, this is why. Uh, Biden has suspected her team of sabotaging the rivals when he was searching for a vice president. And she could have, and rightfully so. It's a dirty business. Politics is a dirty game. Um, and that could be why. Um, one of her people just recently just stepped down. Her, her her chief of staff just stepped down. And she has COVID. Um, so she's got to, you know, self-segregate herself away and take care of herself. She has no symptoms. But the timing is sketchy. Because that story comes out and then 24 hours later, she tests positive for COVID. Hmm. Funny. Ukraine invasion. Day 70. Zelensky was visited today by Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense, Blinken and Austin. Um, I'm going to talk about this next week with my guys on the show, so I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. But they visited today to look over the stuff, uh, to talk about what is needed, and they're going to report back to Joe Biden. So we're going to talk about this next week. So hopefully, our squid and those and, and Ken Diesel have some news for me on that one. And that's it. I got to thank everybody out here for hanging out with the show, uh, showing up, proving that they love the show. Thank you guys. The shows I produce, She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio, Happy Hour with Lito, Maddie C Sports for You and Me, part of the Triple Threat Tuesdays. Talk Back with Gloria Shea. Sugar the Play has been casted. Sugar the Play is also got a date, September 17th. So check that out. Also, thank you for everybody who came out to Kicking an Old School Cook-Off, hosted by Drunk DJ, Viana Marie Performed. And thanks again for everybody who came out to Murder of the Mike Good Vibes on April 15th. And there's our t-shirt winner. I got to go through the chat and see who won. And that's it. I think that's going to be it, guys. Uh, we're out of here. I want to thank everybody for tuning in the show. And uh, tune in next week for first Tuesdays with my guys. It's going to be it's going to be epic. But thank you again guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh SpongeBob, do me a favor. 8 o'clock, take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, meh. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I make it, no repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. 